Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Picks Edition. I'm your host, Sarah Reed, and with me as always is... Jacob Kuhn. Welcome, welcome. How was your holiday? Oh, it was pretty good. Relaxing. I got a little bit sick, but that's okay. I'm oh. all right. But, you know, good. just had a, a nice couple days of doing pretty much nothing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I got a lot of time with the family and friends, and that's always a lot of fun. Tried to introduce a timeline to my family, which worked. Almost got my dad to play a game. So that was very exciting. Maybe next time. He started answering for other people, so I think he's interested. I think he's hooked. He just doesn't want to admit it. I think so. All right. Well, let's start off with our shout out to our Patreon supporters. This week, we'll do a shout out to 3D6 Games. Thank you so much for supporting All Us Geeks on Patreon. And if you'd like to also support uh, All Us Geeks and the game of crowdfunding, please check us out on Patreon. We'd really appreciate your support. All right, we're just going to do a quick recap because we haven't really talked about the first three rounds of the new season, but we're not going to talk about the projects. Very happy all of them funded, so you can check out the website and um, take a look at those projects. Hopefully, they'll all be coming out successfully in the coming year. Point-wise, Jacob's at 21 and I'm at 13. Which means the next few weeks for me should be absolutely horrible because otherwise <laughs> you're not going to win. Oh, well, we'll see about that. Well, let's then start it off uh, with our two unfunded projects. Jacob, you get to go first. Okay, so this is my what, franchise pick. Gosh, I almost blanked on what the heck we call it. <laughs> yes. Um, It's been a while. It has. So my franchise pick would be Dice Bazaar. Oh, man, dang. I picked that one, too. <laughs> heck, yeah. Oh, I win. Shoot. Yep. All right, so Dice Bazaar was launched on the 4th of January, uh, and it goes until the 3rd of February, and currently has about 81 backers, and just shy of $3,000 at 2856 to be exact, and they need about 9000 So uh, Dice Bazaar, it's not a game straight up my alley, just because of the group that I have, but if you have a, a family, this seems like a really... Uh, Really good game for a family to play. It's a dice rolling game where you are shopping at a market and you're trying to basically get the best deal for your money. So you're buying different things at the market to give you abilities that you can then use later. And um, the dice, every time something's bought from a certain market, the dice will be rolled for the price, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing that the price is always shifting. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, Alhambra where the buildings will cost different ones, just depends on what building comes up and what color. Slightly reminds me of that. But it just looks like a pretty fast-playing game that families will enjoy, that you can compete to see who uh, basically gets the best deals at the market. The price is 35 and then between 5 and 14 for shipping, depending on where you live. But what is really cool, since the biggest cost of this game are the dice, um, they've offered a print and play for $6. So if you have a good printer, there's really no reason why you can't just print it off and use your own dice. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, this one appealed to me for the same reason. It's got a kind of cute, cartoony, very lighthearted artwork. And yeah, it just looks like a really good family-friendly game. It seems like an odd concept of, oh, you're all going shopping. But like you said, it, it seems interesting the way the mechanisms work with how the prices are always shifting and what you 
buy gives you abilities to manipulate the dice, which is, I really like it. If you've got a game with dice and you want to mitigate the luck, always build in some type of uh, dice mitigation mechanisms. And I think that's really neat that what you buy helps you with future purchases. So that's very cool. Yeah. And it may, it may help you. And that's the thing too, that I've noticed. I like dice mitigation, but if I'm using dice, there should be some luck to it. So I'm okay with some, but you know, getting the right skills to help me in the right time always feels good. It's like, yeah, I'd played the right move. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, I guess we will move on to round two since uh, Jacob gets all the points for that one. I guess I'll do my franchise pick just on the off chance you pick this one as well. And I'm going with Venom Assault. (laughs) Apparently, uh, yeah, I picked that too. So you'll get all the points for this one. (laughs) It's just the beginning of the year. If there's good project, I mean, like really strong projects, they just launch and they fund. So it's been a little difficult to find unfunded games. So, But Venom Assault just really appeals to me. I love cooperative games. I love deck building games. I have yet to see one that combines the two together in a way that I would like it. So I'm really hopeful that this one will do well and be a good co-op deck building game. And then it's got a dice combat. So you got that also thrown in there. They're looking for 30000 and they're currently at $5,633. They got 89 backers and they're going to go until February 4th. So plenty of time to still get there. The base game looks like it's $45. So that is a little bit... Well, it's pricier because it's got dice. It's got lots of cards. So um, it is on the higher end of the game spectrum. I do not see where shipping costs are. Uh, don't worry. I found that. It's uh, okay. $11 up to 29 Although I think... I can't remember if the U.S. is free or not. Yeah. It probably, it, is. It probably <laughs> is included. I don't know. Shipping costs are going to go up soon. So we'll see how that affects things. But anyways, what this game, other than being, you know, the mechanisms, it is an 80s cartoon inspired game. So uh, you've, I mean, I mean, first thing I look at the cards, I'm like, oh, there's X-Men. I mean, it's hard not to make that comparison, but they're admitting it's inspired by different 80s cartoons. Um, you are in this freedom squadron, your soldiers trying to defeat Venom and Venom is in all caps, so I'm assuming it's probably an organization that you're fighting, like Hydra or something like that. I don't want to make that comparison, but it's kind of there. So you are building your deck, you've got the dice for combat, and it just it looks really interesting to me. Yeah, one thing that kind of stuck out in my head, and this could be completely wrong, this is just me. Um, kind of reading over it, but it reminded me of Marvel Legendary, but with a dice combat system. Yes. Now and again, fully co-op. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I never play Marvel Legendary yeah. not fully co-op. I think that me too. I think it's silly, but <laughs> agreed. But I do like the fact that it is more realistic because you do have you know superheroes that lose fights, so mm-hmm. they might have to fight the same guy twice in the same, you know, if they're, it's inspired by cartoons, in the same cartoon. So mm-hmm. it's nice that they have that where you might assemble the best team and then you go to fight the bad guy and, well, the bad guy won that time. So next time, you have to assemble a different team. Right. So I like that. It adds a little bit more theme to it, I think. Agreed. Which is weird that dice add theme, but that's a different story. 
hey, dice can do a lot of things. <laughs> so those are our unfunded projects, apparently. Yes. You know, we just, that went uh, real fast. Yeah, that was easy enough. <laughs> So then going to the funded project, I'm going mm-hmm. to start with the one that I have already backed, and that is Nemo's War 2nd Edition. Ah, I knew you'd pick that one. Yeah. I, did, I didn't pick it, but I'm not going to – whatever I put up against it's not going to win. Uh, there is one option I think you could put up against it that'll win. Oh, let me see. So Nemo's War, a uh, quick rundown of the numbers, was launched on the 29th of December, which I thought was pretty um, – Pretty bold to do that just four days after Christmas, but apparently it paid off because uh, it doesn't end until the 28th of January, so there's still over two weeks left, and they have 1,689, I'm sorry, I just refreshed the page, 91 backers, and they were looking for 38000 but they have $127,254. Um, let's put it this way. It blew their own expectations out of the water because their stretch goals ended at 74,000. Uh, I don't know if they're going to add more or not later, but anyway. So the cost is, uh, $56 plus shipping, which is anywhere between 11 and 43, which 43 is a lot, but I, I imagine this game is pretty, um, hefty. And the nice thing is they have a link on their page to a list of bulk order groups. Uh, throughout the world. And I just thought that was really neat because they have some in the US, France, Canada, Germany, Australia, Spain. So if you want it, but don't want to pay all that shipping, you can just find one of those group orders. Um, and that's why I ended up backing it. But anyway, so Nemo's War is based on the Jules Verne uh, story novel, 20,000 Leagues Under the Seas. And you are going to be Captain Nemo and setting sail on the Nautilus. So it's got theme up the wazoo. And it's a victory points game, so it's going to have a lot of the, um, you know, some dice rolling, card mission objectives, things like that. Um, some similarities between their other ones. But it's normally just a solitaire game. Uh, one of their stretch goals, though, was a co-op variant for two to four players. So that's pretty Ooh. awesome. That makes it even better for me. Yeah, that looks really good. And it's... It's hard to say that it's amazing to me that a solo game did so well, but it's such a good solo game, and there is a strong solo community out there. Yeah, this is not the um, the first game to do this well that's a primarily a solo game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, shoot, Victory Point Games just did their own Dawn of the Zeds, mm. a new version of that. Now, that one was also co-op, but um, it's primarily a solitaire game, and yeah. it did really well. But this one is destroying it. Oh, yeah. Which is good to see. Yep, definitely. Well, yes, I could put a certain project up and maybe get some points, but I'm going to pick one that I just really want to talk about because it, it catches me, and that is The Daring and the Doomed, a pixel art fantasy card game. And I know some people are really done with the whole pixel art, but I really like the way they did it because it's more like it's pixelated. It's not like the 8-bit, but more like you get to, I don't know, 32-bit. It's on the higher end of... <laughs> I don't know my bits, so don't quote me on this, but it, I can, okay, so part of the problem with pixel art is you get too simplistic, you can't recognize what the heck it is. And it's Minecraft. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. This is where I can tell what these things are and they just look a little pixelated to me. So I think the artwork is done well for, and so it might not, turn off those people who hate pixel art, but maybe it still will. But this is a, a much lighter game <laughs> than Nemo's War. It is a very much a take that fast kind of just 
you know, throw this down, play it, have fun. It is kind of a race to the finish. Basically, you are... You're not only fighting monsters, but you're trying to build up the kingdom. But the main thing is you're trying to make the most money. And I think the goal, I can't remember. It's it, You're trying to get to like 20 gold. Whoever gets 20 gold first wins. So you can play these cards to the kingdom that you're building buildings or you're providing food to people or there's equipment. But then you, you can go out there and fight monsters and that's a good way to earn money too. But like I said, it's very simple. I think it's a draw a card, play a card type of things. But it does look like because each of the cards has abilities that there will be some strategy to it as you play the game more and there could be things that work better at certain times or after playing certain other cards. And let me get back to what they're looking for. So they are funded because that's where we're at. So they're we're looking for 2,000. They're at 7,488, which is Really good for a first time, uh, uh, this is the first time creator. Um, he's got 188 backers. It will end January 23rd. They're doing a print and play for 10 bucks. I don't know. Sometimes that seems a little pricey, but they're gonna put the works into it. Make sure it's, you know, well done. You're gonna get the base and the expansion for 10 bucks. So that's not too bad. $25 will get you the base game. That's 144 cards. And then $45 will get you the game and the expansion. It says 198 total, so you can do the math, 198 minus 144, and that's what the expansion is. So um, seems okay, a little on the higher end, because it's a first-time creator. They probably didn't get the best deal, and they're probably doing a smaller print run, having experienced that. If you can do a bigger print run, you can get a price break. But other than that, it looks really cute, very much a take-that-kind-of-game, so definitely not for certain people, but I think it's really cute and um, hopefully it does well. Cool. Yeah, I I saw the name but didn't click on it because of the whole pixel art thing. It just uh-huh. – I'm one of those people that's done with that. Well, actually, I never liked it, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Art can make or break a game, so yep. um, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so my last pick then is going to be – Alien Nation. And I picked it too, so that's a wash. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. We still talk about a first project for uh, this. I think it's a couple. I'm not 100% yes. positive. It seems like it. Yeah. I know they both have the same last name, but that means they could just be related. Who the heck knows? Anyway. Yeah. So Alien Nation <laughs> uh, launched on the 2nd of January and will go to the 1st of February. Currently, they have 320 backers. They were looking for 2,800, which, by the way, for a first-time project, that means that they put a lot of money into it already themselves, which is mm-hmm. more and more important for me, I think. Yeah. I'm backing less and less Kickstarters. Um, like, I backed three in the past three months, I think. So that's something that I, I look out for now. And mm-hmm. But they're already at $7,686. So yeah. um, they're doing really well. They are offering a print and play at seven, and then the game is at eighteen. You, of course, could be in the game if you want to pay a hundred dollars. I, yeah, I, nope, I don't have that kind of money. So, uh -uh. (laughs) me neither. The only thing I didn't really like the shipping to Germany was thirteen, which I know shipping is expensive. I get that, but it's hard to, in my mind, to justify paying almost the exact same amount again, like seventy five percent of the cost to ship it. That's that's just a mental thing that I have, not saying that they're wrong in how much it costs. Because another game up top could be 14 too, 13, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Alienation is a drafting game where you are trying to inhabit your planet, and your planet uh, consists of eight cards that surround a sun. So it's your solar system, I guess, is what you're trying to inhabit. Yeah. But what I really like is when you pick a card, you can play it in your planet or your solar system, but you could also play it in an opponent's solar system. Mm-hmm. I think the scoring might be get a little confusing at first, but they have one, two, three, four, five, six different, I don't know what they're calling them, creatures, aliens, whatever. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, that score in different ways. Um, some of them are just simple. However many of them that you have, and there can be one, two, or three on each planet, you'll get a point for each one. Uh, there are negative points, obviously, the ones you'll probably want to give to someone. But then I like um, that they have two aliens called Rowdies and Sleepies. <laughs> and so if you have the most rowdies, your planet loves it. So you get five points. But then if you have sleepies, well, well, they don't, they don't want to be anywhere near the rowdies or orthogonally adjacent. If they are, they don't score any points. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, <laughs> yeah. This kind of reminds me of, um, between two cities in, in a sense, <laughs> just how the scoring works and the interactions between the different aliens but between two cities you're building two cities with your your partner so it's it's a different game definitely but i think probably my favorite thing is that i can play a card in someone else's planet yeah or solar system which is really neat and that was the different thing for me yeah i totally um i mean the first thing i think of is sushi go it seems like a more gamery version of sushi go and also is nice for those who don't like sushi i mean it's hard to resist these cute little aliens i absolutely love how unique i mean the first couple ones kind of look a little like furbies (laughs) the friendlies and the meanies but then you get to the other ones the rowdies i mean they got this three-eyed thing or is it yeah i think it's three eyes and big ears the sleepies are just this bulbous green thing that (laughs) yeah yeah they did well with art for sure they did really well with the art uh, I think the only reason I personally am not backing this is because we already have Sushi Go and we don't do many drafting games. Mm. And again, it's just because with Will's vision, a drafting game is very um, difficult for him mm-hmm. um, because you're supposed to pick all these cards in secret. So unless there's somebody not playing that can help him. Anyways, that's my personal yeah. challenges. Otherwise, this game is fantastic. I would recommend it for people who love the aliens want something more gamery than Sushi Go. I mean, I think it's why it's doing so, I mean, doing pretty well. I mean, 7,000 over their 2,000 goal. It's definitely capturing a, a next audience, like kind of evolution in my yeah, mind. Absolutely. I would put this, you know, above Sushi Go and probably at the same level as between two cities. But again, mm-hmm. like I said, they're just, they're different games. So right. they would both be like Sushi Go is maybe a one level and then. You know, between two cities and alienation are level two, and then seven wonders is probably just the base level three, and then seven right. wonders with all the ridiculous options would be a four. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, actually, I would probably put seven wonders, the base game above once you add in like leaders, mm-hmm. but that's a whole different topic for yeah, another that- day that I don't ever really need to have. Right. Yeah. But for now, Alienations, I mean, they got 320 backers. That's really great for, uh, like I said, first-time creators. It's great to see new people on the market getting in there with new games, new ways of playing. So definitely, yeah, check that out. All right. Did you have any shout-outs? Just one. Um, okay. And that is for Meeple Source. Nice. I assumed that would be one that you would probably 
Yeah. Um, talk so we can talk too. about, yeah, we can talk about it together. <laughs> so Meeple Source, if you don't know, uh, they just make fancy mm-hmm. wood. I think they're wood, right? They're wood. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. all wood. Fancy. I don't own any of these. <laughs> I don't either, but oh, I so want some. <laughs> yeah, they're fancy wood, what they call upgrade kits for games, and they make them perfect for specific games. So like I'm looking mm-hmm. right now at Glass Road and they have an actual like a wine glass and then I'm um, wood and uh, water and sand and brick and clay and a grain and then coal, I think. The different things that you need in Glass Road. So instead of moving around just the little wooden round discs that have a sticker on them, you can actually move these things so it's so much easier to look at it and go, oh, right, this is coal. <laughs> Instead yeah. of going, what does that little picture say again? Right, because it's shaped like a piece of coal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're so neat. And you know, Meeple Source, if you're if you're listening and you want someone to review them more, yeah. um, feel free to send them. I have an American address you can send them to and I'll get them. It'd be great. Because I'm looking <laughs> like Glass Road, I would want to get um, Brew Crafters. Or mm-hmm. well, I'm getting the Deluxe Orleans, so maybe not that one. Yeah, and they have so many games. Baseball highlights. I don't own that game yet, but I really, really, really want that one. Glenn Moore. I mean, for crying out yeah. loud, there's so many games that they have that just and they're gorgeous pieces. Yes, I would love to just buy well most of them. Yeah, but again, I'm with you. I don't have the money. Yeah, that's the downside for me is some of these are just as expensive as a game and what you're doing is upgrading a game. And so the hard part for me is while I love all of them, I never play any one game enough to really say, okay, this game needs upgraded pieces. And then the one I was considering, Orleans, I already got, I already have the deluxe. Yeah. Although granted stickering, that was not fun, but. That's okay. Yeah, I hate stickers. I do too. Because oh, then it's never perfect. <laughs> no, it's never perfect. So if you're tired of stickering stuff too, or you just want to, you do have a, a game you play a lot and you're tired of cubes or discs or cardboard pieces, check out Meeple Source. I mean, if you haven't checked their website, definitely go to their website. But this Kickstarter right now is to try to get some new products funded and into their store. So um, if you can't back now, uh, there will be, uh, assuming the Kickstarter is successful because it's still in the early days, they'll have it in their store eventually. Yeah. And, you know, like one example of if you play a game a lot, I know people play Agricola yeah. so much. And, you know, it's a $50 game and it comes with a lot of wooden pieces that are fine. But you could spend another 45 and everything that you're using in there would be upgraded. And so yep. if you play this two, three times a month, it's not a bad idea, you know, because then when things eventually you lose them or whatever, you have backups and that kind of stuff too. So I don't know if I had the money for sure, I would do this. Or if I played one game a lot. Yep. I do that. Yeah. I I was considering the Caverna one, but we just got Fields of Arl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that might replace Caverna for us. (laughs) Yeah. And But you know what? There are also some cheaper ones, like as an add-on. It's not a pledge mm-hmm. itself, but like 20-piece upgrade kit for Harbor. If you oh, really yeah. like that game, I don't know where you're going to put it in the box, but you <laughs> know, six, it's $6. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And the nice thing is they have a pledge level with just shipping costs for uh, U.S. and International, and then all you do is add-ons. And so then you can customize hmm. your own pledge level. So they've really thought this yeah. through on what people might want. And they have a pledge calculator, which is smart because um, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure definitely. People spend a crap ton of money on this. Yes. So the only thing I wanted to shout out, which doesn't need a shout out, is the Dice Tower. Oh, good call. I watch the Dice Tower a lot. I mean, I don't watch everything. I mean, I don't know who has the time to watch everything, but. I really appreciate what they do, and over the last year, with them being able to have... Since they got more funding last year, they've been able to do a lot more in 2015. So the more that they raise now means the more that they can do in 2016. So even... I mean, it's frustrating because no one's completely happy with how they do the promo packs, because I'm like, well, I just want one of the later packs, but the way that they've got it built, it's a tiered system, unfortunately. So that's kind of frustrating. But if you don't want promos, because maybe you don't have most of those games, they have stickers, they have dice towers, they have dice. So there's a lot of ways to support and just get some really cool swag that has a dice tower on it. Yeah, and you can even just, you know, toss them $1 to $5 and, you know, just say thanks. You know, if you watch their videos, that's probably what I'll end up doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really need any of the promos. I have enough that I already don't use. So, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't need more. And the only yeah. ones that I really like are, I think, well, one of the ones is from Portal Games and I'll be going to PortalCon later this year. So maybe I can, you know, finagle getting that one anyway. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Not that I have like a connection, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can always try. So anyway, but yeah, they do a ton of stuff and they are, ridiculously nice guys Mm -hmm. they definitely helped me out when i was at grand con in michigan over when i was back in the states this year i didn't know anyone and so z garcia was like hey you want to learn this game like okay and we just hung out and it was nice that i had someone who i could just go up to be like hey can you teach me another game because i really didn't know many people and so these guys are you know the celebrities of the board game world but they're ridiculously nice so yeah. helping them out, do what they do and they, so that they can continue doing it is, uh, you know, it's giving back to the community. Agreed. And I'm with you. I'll probably throw in a couple of bucks. I was kind of hoping the sticker was a window cling because I lease a car, so I can't put stickers mm. on the car. Yeah. I don't know what happened to window clings. They were like so popular for so long. And then now it's like I can't find any. So hopefully... In the future, they'll actually make a window cling with the Dice Tower logo. I would totally put that in the window of my car. Well, I think that is a good way to close out this show, unless you had another um, nope. uh, shout-out. I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yep, no more shout-outs for me. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you've uh, heard something that you might want to go check out and back. And if you ever want to find us, you can find me on Twitter at EurogamerGirl. And me on Twitter at Jacob J. Kuhn. So thanks for listening, and as always, go out there and back a winner. Bye. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Zero Budget Geek, a YouTube channel covering board games, video games, and other geek stuff. You'll find Let's Play and how to play videos of different board games and video games, as well as reviews. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.